right, so let me do it. So you said that you're looking up the trivia for Beverly Hills Cop 3. Anything interesting? No, I'm just re reading the... Oh, there's a couple things here that are pretty interesting. Like what? Um, the original concept for the third film was Axel Foley goes to Europe to deal with um, his partner being killed. And the, the Scotland Yard counterpart was going to be John Cleese. Yeah. And it was going to be a, a, a British gangster lo loosely based on the Cray brothers were captured in Detroit and transported to London Twins. by Paul Reiser's character from the second movie. And then uh, they kill uh, Paul Reiser and he has to go to Europe and, and solve the case. And Jerry Brookhammer thought it was too much like Black Rain. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, another episode that we're talking uh, about Black Park, Rain. Because Black Rain played after the, I watched the Versuosity. Exactly, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> this is weird. Black Rain is the current... I've never seen Black Rain, so I don't... Series. It's it's fine. There's nothing really to it. All right. It's kind of just generic. Sounds like you got something good there. What's going on? Wow, there's... I'll play an intro here in a second. There's a huge long thing there. Okay. Do you yeah, want to play I'm the intro first? Getting, I'm getting the beat of this. You take a minute to read. I'm uh, going to play the intro. No, go for it. And then you can do the intro because it's your episode. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Yes. A 1994 release. Oh. One of the worst blockbuster movies probably ever made no. but for some reason there's something about it that we enjoy it's got this weird charm to it directed by john landis who didn't want to really direct it and i don't think anywhere if he wanted to do it but it's a the original budget was 40 million dollars and it ballooned to 75 million and 15 million went to Eddie Murphy. His nose. <laughs> right so the Eddie fuck Murphy up his nose. A really rich, <laughs> right into his nose. Oh, well, you're doing the third movie in I a guess... successful franchise? It should. It should go up your nose. Yeah. And I guess uh, Bronson Pinchot said Pinochet. that uh, Eddie Murphy was very, uh, Pinochet, was <laughs> very depressed during the movie, you could tell. Eddie was? Oh, I saw. I saw. I saw. I saw. I saw. I Aquel. And I said, pronounce it funny. It's sour. Sarge. Sounds like a detergent. Sarge. All I can think of is the soda? Surge? That's right. It was an awful, awful time for It was like Mountain Dew on cocaine. You still have it. We do. Does Phoenix, Arizona still have Surge? We do. fucking ridiculous. Surge does not exist anywhere else. Surge came back, like, I want to say a decade ago. It came back. Coke, Coke is yeah, making it. Yeah, but not here. But I believe yeah. you know when you come here, we'll go to the the QT. Oh, I'm gonna look. Yeah, and I'm we'll go through and we'll just pick out whatever you haven't had in a while. You can have your Peeps Pepsi that I brought up last week. Oh. Trust me, man. That's, I I'm one of those guys who I'll buy the I'll buy the new one, just one of right, them. Right. Yeah. Just to just try to try it. it. Like I'll get the. I love Kit Kats. It's my favorite candy bar. Right. Yeah. I want to go to Japan because they have like hundreds of flavors of Kit Kats, but. Every once in a while, you'll get the new flavor here at, like, Walmart or, like, a gas station. Right. And I buy every one of them. And they're always, like, okay, and I never buy a second one because I want to try it. And I'm the same way with Pepsi, and I'll try it, and I'm like, the Peeps one was the only one where I went, oh, goddamn. No. Ah, no, ah, no, no, no. Ah, that's gross. It wasn't. It didn't taste like Peeps. It was just gross Pepsi. Yeah, it was, like, well, melted marshmallow in a in Pepsi basically. Yeah. Fucking uh, disgusting. Uh Dick Dick the it. Number Phoenix of West, director cameos. <laughs> yes, uh, Dick Dick it here and Phoenix West on there. And uh what's funny about this movie is it's littered with cameos by directors themselves. You I can, have I can only think of one. Uh, Martha Coolidge, Joe Dante, hold on, Arthur hold on. Hiller. Let's, let's slow down. Martha Coolidge, who does she play in the yeah. movie? It doesn't say, but I know. I oh, remember sorry. Joe Dante. Okay. Joe Dante is the cop that takes Foley out of the uh, jail cell to the federal agent in the police station. Okay, I didn't. I was not That's, looking. That, yeah, I, and I've seen this movie ten thousand times. By the way, 
I'm going to assume Martha Coolidge was with George Lucas. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. She's holding the uh, teddy that, bear. Yeah, I would say maybe that's who that is. And then Arthur Hiller, uh, and then um, Peter Mendak, uh, Barbette Schroeder, George wow. Schaefer, and John Singleton, and Ray Harryhausen are all at the bar at that at the end where they heal. He shot Uncle Dave. Yeah. Barbette Schroeder directed a couple of Nick Cage movies, so I definitely recognize that name. Wow. Barbette Schroeder. Not a bad director, actually, if you look him up. Um, Barbette. I'll look him up right now. See, I think the problem was Annie Murphy wanted this to be more of a Wesley Snipes Denzel Washington vehicle for himself. And that's just not what he can do. He doesn't, shouldn't play that part because he wanted Axel to be a little bit more mature. Yeah. And he was older. I agree. But also, I did, we'll talk about that in a second. I just want to get to Barbara Schroeder real quick and we're done on him. He did some Please. Mad Men episode, episodes. He did Murder by Numbers, which is not a good movie. No. He did a movie we brought up last week, which is Desperate Measures. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Kiss of Death, Nick Cage movie. All right, there you go. Single White Female. Um, there you go. Reversal yep. of Fortune, Barfly. Um, Barfly, yes, yes. What's this other Nick Cage? He did two of them, I swore. Um, did he only do one? Yeah. Oh, I, my God. I thought he did two, but I guess he only did one. Okay. You're, you're going to love this one. Okay, I'm ready. So one of the ideas for the film came from Brandon Tartikoff, who suggested a crossover. Oh, Axel God. Foley and, and John McClane. Crocodile Dundee. Oh, God. It's even worse than Crocodile I thought. Because John McClane was owned by Fox. And no, but, Crocodile Dundee is owned by Paramount. And so is Axel Foley. Hey, you get Freddy versus Jason. New Line and uh, Dimension are going to team up. Or no, New Line and who owns well, that Jason? Was a, well, that, that's why the, well, that's why that movie took forever to get made. Because they could never get the rights. And then magically, one fateful year... 2003, the dreams of millions were, were achieved. Saw it in the theater, opening night. Just like Rosa Parks. Just like Rosa Parks in the bus. There's, there's, we had Freddie versus Jason. You know you have those memories. like oh, You hear the older generation. Like I remember where I was for the moon landing and JFK's assassination when I found out. I remember where I was for 9-11. A couple years yep. later, Freddie versus Jason. <laughs> yes, exactly. I remember the beginning of my 30th birthday. The rest is a blur. The rest of yes. my life is a blur. I don't remember shit. Yeah. About nothing. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a streaming <laughs> it's a unconscious stream put together that nobody's watching, even me, and and, and nobody should watch it. And well, I, I could probably pull a couple of other dates. Like I remember where I, I saw Face Off in the theater, and that was. That was another highlight of my life. And, and I guess I got married or had kids in the meantime. But it, whatever. It's Face Off and, and Freddy vs. Jason are really the the two happiest moments of my life. Yeah. While you're reading that, if I could. <laughs> I have seen this yes, movie please. no less than 40 times, I'd say. I've seen this movie. Uh, it's, yeah, I would say, yeah. It's one of those movies I rented when it came out, and then the next year, you know how it took a year to come out in VHS, or, or actually it was just VHS at that point. That was all there was. Right. And then it took another year to come out the cable yep. sometimes. But this one I watched the shit out of. And I always knew the first one, kind of like Die Hard. It's very similar to Die Hard in my mind. Very different like uh, presentations when it comes to themes in the movie and like uh, tones, but... I love Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance, way more than I love Die Hard. But I have a deep, deep respect and still love the originals. So Die Hard and Beverly Hills Cop, the first one, I still fucking love and can watch them yeah. and appreciate them. And right. I'm not nearly as familiar with Beverly Hills Cop, the first one, than as I am with, the, with Die Hard. I mentioned the story before where I rented from the library, I borrowed, I should say, Beverly Hills Cop on VHS... And it was the uh, for blind people. And it was Axel Foley sneaking up to the tailpipe. He stuck a banana in there. They are not happy. It was one of those sort of things. And I'm like, what am I watching? I didn't know what it was. I was like, why is this happening? 
I've only seen the second one, though. I cannot tell you what the second one is about. I, I have no idea. I've seen it twice. Zero, <clears throat> zero memories of it. The second Beverly Hills Cop? Yeah. Cannot tell you any, oh, a single it's, fact about it. It's Tony Scott. Is it really? It. Tony Scott directed it. It's a Jerry Brokammer production, Don Simpson. It's one of Chris Rock's first movies. Ah. He appears at the Playboy Mansion. <clears throat> Great. That's when when when, uh, when Axel Foley drives the cement truck up, and and Chris Rock's the, is the as the um, crackhead, the, val, the valet at the oh, Playboy okay. Mansion. He goes, Good. "Oh, what the fuck is this? I get a hundred dollars. I get ten dollars for cars, twenty dollars for trucks. What the fuck is this? This is my truck. Here, it's fifty dollars. He gives him fifty dollars from when he got the money earlier. So he gives Chris Rock fifty dollars to park his cement truck." Is it worth watching? Yeah, I would say two. Or so, well, here's the thing. Why I'm going to compare them to the other films. Okay. Beverly Hills Cop 1 is sort of a perfect mix. It is, it's it's kind of dark. It's funny. And there's good action. And there's a good story. It's good setup and payoff and all that. Beverly Hills Cop 2 tries to be more flashy. They try to up the action, up the stakes, where they shoot Ronnie Cox in the beginning of the movie, and that's why Axel goes back to Beverly Hills, is to find out who shot Ronnie Cox, because okay. he was the police chief of the so first movie. all three of them, his partner gets killed, and he yes. goes to Beverly Hills to track it down. Pretty much. Wow. Where, where in this one, he is the police chief gets murdered, and he has to go to Wally World to figure it out. And again, it, this is why I tie it together with uh, Die Hard, because all three, well, the first two movies, he's out of his element. He's out of his jurisdiction. He has to deal with a crime committed where he doesn't work. Die Hard, he, he's a New York cop. He's in L.A. And the second one, he's at Dulles Airport in, in Washington. And the third one is the only one where he's in actual, his, where he's supposed to be. But it's more right. of a dealing with his life being a fucking total train wreck, which is why I love that movie. <laughs> he's a piece of shit. <laughs> and doesn't hide it. Yeah. Um, but this <clears throat> is very similar because he just goes somewhere else to solve this crime. And it's like a French Connection or something. Like, it's just, there's a long yeah. history of cops out of their element and solving crime somewhere else for no reason. Uh, Mitchell. What? Fucking Mitchell was another one. Mitchell. Joe Don Baker's Mitchell. Ma, ma, Mitchell. Yeah. Ma, ma, ma. Well, he did that one where he went to when he, Final when he Justice. Goes to Italy and he's, he's shooting. That's right, yeah. I'm gonna give you my final justice. Where is he in the soup? MST. So funny. But oh. um, uh, apparently, though, Joel's if you look at the box episode. office, yeah, <clears throat> um, it did 119 million worldwide. Made for 40, so it was, you said. It, it said 50 million. Okay. Dollar budget, but Landis said it was actually more like 75 million. So they're probably lying about the numbers. So it probably, but still, probably made a hundred. It made one hundred nineteen million worldwide. Mm-hmm. It probably did okay, but not enough to warrant a sequel until what thirty years later? Because we're getting in, we're getting the Beverly Hills Cop four. Is it going to be Eddie? Because I know that they were working. They made a TV show about they it. They made a pilot, that, and yeah. it never went anywhere. Never aired because it fell apart last minute. I think Eddie Murphy is in it. It's going to be Eddie Murphy, it, which is I think it, it might be. be good. It might be good because I think he's learned his lesson and he's not as depressed because according to a Sarge, not only was Axel Foley, Eddie Murphy depressed in this period of his life, because this is when his career was kind of really in the shitter. Like he had a bad, I mean, he was really coming down from the highest highs of a career. <clears throat> because I mean, like, you know, after this, he had his, his string of bombs it wasn't Showtime for five years and... where Bowfinger came out that he got oh, a lot man. of a lot of credit. Yeah, but then Pluto Bowfinger Nash was after kind of that. resuscitated him. But Pluto Nash and Showtime and all those movies yeah. came after, and he ca- Norbit. That's where I. That's what I <laughs> consider then, more his then, darkest but, period. Okay. But I would say '96 though he came back because he had Nutty Metro. Professor, that was a big hit. And Metro. Metro was a bomb. Metro was a Night bomb. Professor was a big hit. Metro was really bad. You know what's weird Michael is... Port, I blame him for that. Now. Failure. Nowadays. 2023, 2022. It, when, I had, when I had cable, I don't have it anymore, but Metro was constantly on like Cinemax or Epics or one of those channels. And I'm like, 
Why is this movie always on? Nobody goes. Nobody remembers this. I, I rented it when stuff. it came out on VHS because I love Eddie Murphy. But beyond that, no. I can't tell you what it's about. I remember he had a cool hair in it. I remember liking his hair in that because it was. He's always like. He had a cornrows. Shaved. He had the cornrows, yeah. and like that's a badass look on him. But beyond well, that, well, he had uh, Michael Rappaport okay, well, is the well, only thing I remember. Let's look at Eddie Murphy's career in the nineties here. Hold on. Let's let's look this up. While let's you're see. doing that, I'll say. So poor, I love that you mentioned the second one's flashier, and they they try to do the Bad Boys Two thing. It sounds like, where it's just a bigger much, version yeah. of the first one. I, I like the third one because he they don't really give a shit about the rest of the storyline, other than he knows uh, Judd Reinhold. Judd Reinhold, right. That's yeah. it. That's the only thing that matters. And Judge Reinhold is the best friend in the world because he will ruin his career and life to help Axel. And right. you get that immediately and you don't question it again in the movie. Because he literally get, almost dies in this movie. <laughs> and he might because we don't see him alive <laughs> at the end. <laughs> now that That's I think about it. Barry Hills Cop 5 for his memorial statue being erected. He's been in a coma for 30 years. Axel. Aquel, you're at his funeral too. I'm in this too. You can't let me go. The Annihilator 2000 is the newest weapon. (laughs) The Annihilator 2000 is, I think, one of the best jokes of the movie. It is. But still, okay. Oh, speaking of Nutty, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but speaking of Nutty Professor, you have have him singing the Oklahoma, South Dakota, Illinois, and Indiana Moon. (laughs) He's singing the. He blows up the guy with the rock. The he net. The other machine gun, <laughs> and, and he just throws the thing down. He doesn't want to use it anymore. He's like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> of this. But um, so apparently, according to Bronson Pichneau or whatever the name is, uh, John Landis had to fill in for Eddie Murphy in the scenes where they were doing the, the blocking. So Eddie Murphy wasn't there for, for him to do his job. <laughs> oh, the blocking. Okay. So, yeah. So, because so, he was depressed. And and Landis said, "No, take the day off. Go, you, you're done. We got your coverage. You you don't need to be here. You can take off." So John Landis subbed for Eddie Murphy in the shots for for Pincho's point of view. So he was doing the jokes with him instead of Eddie Murphy, which is kind of sad, really. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point in Eddie's career, I think '89 was the beginning, of the end for his first run, like downhill time. The downhill slide. He did Harlem Nights '89, which is a giant fiasco. He directed Francis that Coppola. and starred in it, and that was like a oh Harlem Nights. I'm one. sorry, sorry. Yeah, Miss Her- No, not, I'm not thinking of Cotton Club. That one. I thought. I, yeah, Cotton yeah, Club. Cross. Uh, cross wires. The yeah. other Con- another 48 hours in 1990. That was not a hit. That was kind of a bomb. 48 hours is the reason I don't need to watch the first Beverly Hills Cop movie because 48 hours is much better. They yeah they seem a little bit yeah and I just I because I be, I've already admitted I'm a yeah. huge Nick Nolte fan more than I should be yeah and right. I I'd rather watch Forty Eight Hours than Beverly Hills Cop it's just me yeah Beverly, yeah maybe yeah uh, but would you would you rather watch another Forty Eight Hours than Beverly Hills Cop no no I've only oh, seen that movie once go. maybe twice <clears throat> I think I've seen I've seen also it twice. zero memories of that Blue one. Fucker. Big big fucker in a blue caddy. I remember when it came out. That movie is like, like everything. <clears throat> oh, it's it's not good, but it's it's one of those movies where at the end of the movie everybody's a villain, so everybody's a everybody's twisting on each other. Oh, so God. everybody's a double agent basically. And it's like what? Like it's all got... the cops end up being all the bad guys that get shot up, and it's just like what is going on here? It's ridiculous. Then he was in. Uh, Michael Jackson's Remember the Time. Remember that video? No. Remember the time when we fell in love. Oh, you remember the time? That one. No. And then 92 was Boomerang. Boomerang, yeah. 92, Dis- uh, Distinguished Gentleman, which I think Distinguished Gentleman is probably I, pretty good. I like Distinguished Gentleman. That one seems to be funny. I like uh, The Golden Child. <clears throat> then he did... Um, a bunch of music videos. So, and then 1994 is Beverly Hills Cop 3. And Golden Child. He follows that up with 
he follows that up with Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh my God, that so was one of our first na- episodes. <clears throat> so eighty nine to ninety five is a bad run of movies for for him. Yeah, but he's making a ton and of money doing this stuff that nobody gives a shit about. Sure. And and like ten year old me, because I'm a huge Eddie Murphy fan. I loved, I love, love, love Vampire in Brooklyn. Wes Craven, Eddie Murphy. How could you go wrong with that? It, it's so bad and stupid. <laughs> oh, by, that movie's bad and stupid. This one way, is is great and stupid. I had the thought during Beverly Hills Cop three, what if uh, at the funeral for for Ty, the the Todd. The, um, Police chief gets killed in the beginning. Todd, whose name um, changes. The guy singing. Um, yeah, it does. Did you um, notice? He goes, "I gotta um, find Todd's killer," and it cuts to the widow, and she's like, "I gotta find Dick Richards' killer" or something like that. And I'm like, "That's not his name. Is Todd? What?" <clears throat> she got the wrong script. Yeah, um, it was a different movie. All right. Anyway, sorry. Um, um, the guy singing "Amazing Grace." Yes. It would have been hilarious if Eddie Murphy was sexual chocolate from Coming to America singing Amazing Grace at the funeral. And it's a, it's a connected universe. Or the preacher from uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. <sighs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love Eddie Murphy. So I really do. <laughs> Eddie Murphy has a bad run. 89 to 95, pretty bad run for Eddie Murphy. Like, career could have been over. Not if you ask Nutty me. Professor, 1996, giant. Giant hit. Big hit. Insane. Followed by Metro, 1997. I don't think people realize <laughs> Let's how... Let's see how much money Metro lost. I don't think people... It's going to be the opposite of Nutty Professor, because I don't think people nowadays realize how big of a hit Nutty Professor was. You don't see movies like that no. anymore, where the movies, like... Because Eddie Murphy was kind of fading, so they didn't really have to give him a whole lot, but he definitely got a lot. And the movie wasn't super expensive. But, and, then you just, and the movie just no, fucking crushed. Okay. <clears throat> Metro kind of uh, flopped. So Metro was fifty-five million and made thirty-two. Nutty Professor, according to IMDb, was probably made for office, 30, 40. Did uh, I'm gonna box guess? Office can I guess? For, or, okay, budget. Can Nutty I guess? Professor. Budget. Guess. I'm gonna guess yeah. thirty-two for budget, maybe forty, and then I'm gonna say gross worldwide two seventy-two. Ooh, so you're you are almost right on with worldwide gross two seventy three. Oh my god, damn it! But the, the budget the budget's the probably budget higher. Budget was fifty four million. Okay, that's I picked fifty four million dollars. I, I was banking on the yeah. fact that Eddie Murphy was at a slump there, so they paid him less, but they probably didn't yet. <clears throat> no, but he did Metro following that, and then Mulan. He, di- he dives into voice animation, which proves to be the best thing he ever did later with money. Oh, Shrek. So Mulan, 1998. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle, 1998. That was a big hit. That was. I saw Dr. that Doolittle, in I the theaters. Was, was a hit. Norm MacDonald and him. But then, I, was, I was sold. I bought a ticket. Then, <laughs> immediately followed by Holy Man, which was not a hit. Did not see. Oh, actually, I did see that when it came out. I've never seen Norbit. Oh, it's bad. How do, you've yet to like, say? Oh my god! Yeah, it looks like Austin Powers. Norbit. Sorry, what what is Mike Myers like? That other movie he did with the hockey, uh, the Guru Love yeah, it Guru. Terrible. It looks like that yeah, Love Guru. Yeah, it's it's it is. Where it's it just is. a pathetic it's imitation level, yeah. of themselves. What, <coughs> you've yet bad. you've yet to it really say bad. how you feel about Eddie Murphy as a whole. I'm just curious what you actually feel about him. I like, I I love Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I grew up okay. with Eddie Murphy, so he's a huge part of. Yeah, I mean, you know, because uh, I mean, Forty Eight Hours and Trading Places, and I've never seen Coming to America though. Really, this is the one movie I didn't see. Wow. I've seen Vampire in Brooklyn. Coming to America, I've never watched it all the way through. I don't know why. It's, Maybe it's I great. did. I just don't remember. It's great. I, mean, I will kid. never watch the sequel. I'm sure it's funny. No, I. Have no I it's it's in that. too good of a movie to have a sequel way later, but it is great. James Earl Jones right. and Arsenio Hall, and I, yeah. I jerked off a bunch of times because right. they they have a bunch of ladies cl- cleaning them when they're when they're in Africa. They have a bunch of ladies cleaning them in the beginning, and I was like, <laughs> you know, was like, yeah, yeah, they're topless. Here's a John. 
John Landis likes to have topless women. Yeah, John Landis and him worked together a few times, and this is their last time working together, if I'm not mistaken. And it's unfortunate. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3, yes. Yes, because those are well, just, third think, movie together, right? Yeah. Because Trading Places... Oh, no. No, 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 no. They do more? Oh, no. Yeah, Trading Places, uh, Coming to America, uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Oh, what was the other one? I think That's there's the one three. more. I don't think there is another or is one. Or just the three? Hold I on. I think it's just Let's... the three. Um, anyway. Coming to America... Uh, I love all yeah, that. Yeah, just the three, I guess. Even his You're terrible right. movies, I, I love. Because I love watching... He's He is a comedic Wesley Snipes to me. And I love both those guys. We talked about Money Train and... Yes. And other Wesley Snipes. What was the other one? Drop Zone. Which I... Drop Zone is better than this. But I would rather watch this than Drop Zone. <laughs> right, yeah. I would agree with you there. Uh, Life? Did you ever see Life? Oh, my God. Life the, is the, in my any- top 100. Eddie Murphy. Life, Life is, is pretty good. Life, Life is, is good in my movie. top hundred movies. Him, Martin Lawrence. It's it's, it's an amazing. So, it's like a comedic uh, Shawshank, <clears throat> and it gets sad and it's funny. So it's 90, like inside ninety nine was a good year. Norbit. Ninety nine was a good year for for <laughs> Murphy. Norbit. Yeah. No life. Life and life uh, and Bowfinger. Bowfinger. Ninety nine. Yeah. I love Bowfinger. I, I don't. Yeah. I've only and, seen and it a couple 90, times, but. Oh, Bowfinger's great. Bowfinger's really fun. It's really good. Um, and after Bowfinger, Night Professor 2, terrible movie, but it was a big hit. Made a lot of money. Made a ton. And he made <coughs> In fact, let's, let's play that game amount. again. Okay. Night Professor 2. What do you think the budget was, Night Professor 2? 65. And gross, 375. Oh, way off. Okay. Budget. Eighty-four million. I'm not too off on the budget. Worldwide, worldwide <laughs> gross was a hundred and sixty-six million. Really? It made less than the first it ma- one. It made mo- It made less than the first one. And it made most of its money in America. I was gonna say, and it made mo- lo- most of its money on, on rentals and uh, home video <clears throat> purchases because that. Well, I think yeah, later home video. Yeah, sure, that yeah. put him in the that put him in the black there. Yeah. Interesting. And then, and then uh, Shrek was 2001. <clears throat> Shrek was a big one for him, but the Dr. Doodle 2 came out same year, 2001. Uh, ooh. $70 million budget, 176 worldwide gross, which isn't good. Oh, my God, it's Dick. Terrible. I just remembered that the two guys I just mentioned are in the My Name is Dolomite movie. Yes, West, Wesley West and Eddie. And, uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Dolomite's a great movie. I, I've yet to see it. I love Rudy Ray Moore. So, ironically, of course. Oh no, that might be one of one of the best Eddie Murphy movies ever. Was that yeah, movie. I need to watch that. I think my <laughs> favorite Eddie Murphy movie that... is is definitely Life. Life is fucking incredible. <laughs> life is very good. It's underrated. Like not a lot of people talk about life. That, they that are starting of, to. I've noticed, like in the, in the comedy the groups mirror. I'm in, people are talking about life now. They can't really? get can't get right. That shit's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's like, now, uh, oh, now he had a lot. So he, 2001, not a bad year for him, but 2002. This is turning into this Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy cast. Not so much Beverly Hills Cop three. Well, I'm just saying. No, I, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just Eddie saying. Murphy, you know, his poor career in 2002, probably the worst it ever was. Because this is the three back to back movies in 2002. This is the Pluto Showtime. Nash year. Yes. So let's play the game. Showtime. What was the budget? What was the gross? What, how much money did it make? Showtime was him and De Niro. I'm going to guess that was. Yep. I'm going to say 85 on that one. And I'm going to guess gross. Gross. Am I exactly right? Yeah, 85 million. Damn right. Uh, I'm going to guess gross 35. 77. Okay. Maybe more than I thought. Double double what I thought. Well, it's still more than I thought, but still was the bomb. It's still considered a bomb. Oh, definitely. Uh, (laughs) Now, Pluto Nash, I'm going to say budget. Budget one. Budget one ten, gross thirty nine. 
It's worse. It sounds like it's worse than my guess. <laughs> this is bad. Budget a hundred million dollars. Oh, okay, I was off by ten. World, Not bad. Wow. Nineteen. Worldwide. Worldwide gross. Seven million dollars. Oh my dear God. Oh. That should be number one on on that? biggest tanks. Like Cutthroat Island has nothing on that. That's. That's one of the biggest bombs ever. And you know what's it's funny? When you watch the movie, you're like, this, wow. is, this is stupid. I'm not sitting there going, this is the worst piece of shit ever. I'm like, this is like a bad version of, uh, what's the, Demolition Man and um, Judd, Judge, what's the other one? Judge Dredd. Oh. Uh, it just feels like a shittier Judge version Dredd, of yeah. those movies. Like a, like a bad attempt at sci-fi. But it's not like offensive and... Randy Quaid plays a robot for some reason, and it's like, it's just like ignore Like, who cares? Why Why did it tank so bad is beyond me. It, it's bad, but did you see it? I just, I think it, it, I snuck into it and watched pieces of it. I used to work in the theater when that movie came out, so I was able to watch some of it. And it was, it's pretty bad. It's a pretty no, bad but it's, you want... I think Joey Pants is in it. No. Is he? I'm pretty sure Joey, I think Joey Pants is in it. Hold on. Really? I okay. Spy was the last movie, 2002. I haven't seen it. It was a 70 million, 70 million dollar budget. Is that the Owen Wilson? One million. Him and Owen Wilson? <laughs> yes, it's Owen Wilson's. Didn't in see it. that. Hey! No, I didn't see that. Um, I committed suicide. I tried to kill myself after that movie because I was, I hated myself. And just like uh, I Spy, it failed. Uh, no, I didn't see that. Miserably. No, it's... Uh, Daddy Daycare was a big hit for it them. Was. That, that was pretty decent size. They made another 60 one. $60 million budget, $164 million. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did two of those. The Haunted Mansion, I think that was a big bomb. It was, but he got paid a pretty penny on that one. Look into his salary for oh, that I one. Oh, I think so. Look yeah. into his salary for Haunted Mansion, because that was just a... That was a thank you for giving me a Daddy Daycare. Oh, uh well, it's okay. Ninety million dollar budget for Haunted Mansion. Worldwide gross was one eighty two. No, but they <sighs> wanted that to be the next even. big Disney. Th- We're going to reimagine oh, yeah. the Haunted Mansion here at Disney, and it, it did not do that. Oh yeah. And guess I am a f- what? They're doing it again. Yeah, I, I am offended that they got rid of the uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at Disneyland. How dare! <clears> it's at Disney World still. I was. I just was there. Was it still okay. there? So you can't buy anything Twilight Zone related. They have no Twilight Zone toys there. <sighs> okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Say what you will about Norbit. No, it made wow. a ton. Norbit was a... a ton in rentals. Norbit. Well, here, here's the thing: it was a sixty million budget for Norbit. Really? Uh, two, worldwide two, two, gross. Two ten. Worldwide gross. Two ten. No, one hundred fifty nine. One hundred fifty nine. But. Okay, that makes sense. So almost 160. But I would think with not, rentals, not we're looking at 210, 230. Oh, sure, yeah. Because yeah, I remember being in the in the video stores when that was coming out, and like Blockbuster and Family Video, and they were like shelves of Norbit, and they were all gone all the time. And I'm like, this movie's fucking crushing it on home video. Because nobody wanted to go to the theater to say, one ticket for Norbit, please. So. It was shit. It's it was, it was him and Dana Carvey were in a competition. Him, Dana Carvey, and um, uh, Mike Myers were in a competition to make the worst movie of that period. Because you got the what's yeah. Dana Carvey's Turtle Turtle movie, uh, Master of Disguise. Oh, uh, Master of Disguise. And then you yeah, got one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, the Love Guru, and then you have Norbit. And it's like, who can make the worst movie? Good, have fun, guys. You three well, SNL members. Pluto. Pluto Nash might be worse than Norbit. I don't mind Pluto Nash. It's bad, but it's, it doesn't deserve the hate it got. It's just it's just bad. <clears throat> it's not funny, and that's it. It's like John Carter of Mars. Uh, when you watch that movie, you're like, this doesn't deserve all the hate it got. It's just not yeah. a good movie. That's it. End of story, really. It's just ta- it's ta- it's Taylor Lott- or Taylor Kitsch's fault because he's just not a man. But no, it's Disney's it fault for be. banking this much money into this project when it clearly well, shouldn't well, be. Well, sure, yeah. But you're like, you're watching <clears throat> yeah. It, well, you always want to make that superstar. I don't know why. Yeah, but you're watching it and you're like, 
it's not terrible it's just it's not for anyone like nobody can right. really enjoy this it's just but it's like it's fine for what it is it's just a bad movie yeah. like pluto nash i feel the yeah, same way it's like it a, oh it's a bad attempt at a sci-fi movie but that's as offensive as it gets right norbit just looks desperate that's why i hate that movie worse than why i've never seen it it looks desperate it looks like he's doing the mike myers austin powers thing like how many characters can i play Ooh. i'm gonna do nutty professor plus austin powers oh. and this looks desperate so i never saw it just me personally but what else we got after that what else has he made since then that's actually made money uh he just honestly a lot of shrek stuff he's he's stuck in the shrek world for a while he got a lot of bombs after that meet dave was a big bomb oh i forgot about that Uh, imagine that another big bomb oh shit Uh, hold on hold on words another big pause 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 those three movies you just mentioned they're all the same to me what is Meet Dave? Is that You're the one where they go in his head? Yep. He's okay. a big robot, and himself is the ca- captain of himself as a robot. It's weird. It sounds like a, a Pixar mm-hmm. movie, like in, Inside Out right. sort of thing. Yeah, it's basically the same idea. I think it's the same exact Except concept. Inside Out is oh, a fucking weird. incredible movie. <clears throat> yeah, this one is shit. <laughs> okay. So what was the other one you said, uh, the first one? <clears throat> um... In this period, I just I turn off the line. I, I can look um, it up right now. It won't be the far yeah, down. Because it's um, Eddie Murphy. Because, yeah, he's doing um, a oh. thousand words. Yeah, a thousand words. Okay, that was the third one you mentioned. Oh, Tower Heist. Right. I imagine that was the first was another one you mentioned. Dream Girls he's good in. That was before all yes. that. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, but he's a co-star. He is, but. Yeah, okay, funny. Meet Dave. That's the one inside his brain. Imagine that. No fucking idea what that's yes. about. He started like doing movies Nobody for his kids, which is fine. People do that. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, but he didn't succeed at it. No, no, he did. That one movie he did, Daddy Daycare, made him enough money that it didn't matter how many failures he had after that. Oh, sure. I don't doubt it. I mean, people still hire him. He's got tons of credits on here. So he never stopped working. It's just they weren't high, as high profile. Question it's is, just, I think, trying to what the fuck is Imagine That? 2009. I a, a financial exec. Um, no, it's Paramount. Who can't stop his career uh, down spiral is invited to his daughter's imaginary world where solutions to his problems await. So it's the opposite of Meet Dave where he goes into his daughter's mind. There's a Rick and Morty episode about that. Okay, so Tower Heist, never saw it. Looked okay. Never, I will never watch it. A Thousand Words mm. is the one that caught my attention because I believe it was he can only say so many words and he dies. After stretching the truth on a deal with a spiritual guru, literary, literary agent Jack McCall finds a Bodhi tree on his property. It, its appearance holds a valuable lesson on its consequences of every word he speaks. I think I remember the trailer saying he can only say a thousand words, and if he says them, he dies or something like that. Right. Cliff Curtis is in it, I... of course. He's the guru. Oh. oh. In 2013, oh, God, TV yeah. movie Axel Foley. Wow. Never got released. Aaron Foley is played by Brandon T. Jackson, so it was like the son of Mask sort of thing going on there. Mr. Church was his serious movie. Dolomite is my name. Got him a lot of cred back. Coming to America was his like nostalgia movie. You People was his most recent movie. He's and working. No one like that one. He's working on Beverly Hills Cop. Axel Foley, <coughs> and he is him and Kevin Bacon and Jorsen Gavin Levitt and Judge Reinhold. Paul Reiser's back. Uh, Bronson Pinochet's back. God damn! I watched this movie in the theater. What do you say? If this actually comes out, let's go see it in the theater. Yeah, no, for sure I would, yeah. We need to talk about that movie during the screening. (laughs) Is that what gets going to happen? No, probably will never come out. They've tried to do this show like four times. Only one time it made it to pilot, and that was in 2013. Um, So let's talk about the actual movie. Now that we have Eddie Murphy out of the way. 
Yes. We don't need to go too long. Eddie Murphy. It's a real simple story, and it flies by, by the way. It's like an hour 40, and it flies by. Yeah, there's not much going on. It really is. Do you think this was another script that you turned it into a Beverly Hills Cop movie? I can definitely see that. Look at Die Hard. I was compared to Die Hard. Die Hard was never written for John McClane. Until you get to the fourth and fifth movie. But they had a script. It looks good. Right. We can't sell this. Let's throw John McClane in there, sort of thing. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. I, I can definitely see that going that way. But they're in Detroit. Mm. They're gonna Axel's in charge of a patrol here, and he's gonna charge into a chop shop, mm. and it ends up being that there's like a, a shipment for uh, illegal notes that were were taken from the government, and they're gonna print money with it. And what's his name? Who's what's that guy's fucking name? Who's the head of security at Wally uh, World? Uh, uh, shoots them all. Waylon and kills his Waylon uh, something. And kills Todd slash Richard uh, he's or whatever. Captain. Yeah, he's the captain. He gets shot. And it has the strangest, the the strangest moment of two men singing a Diana Ross Supreme song. It does. The guy from uh, the guy like from the Sopranos. Comedic. Wasn't that the same guy from Sopranos? Yeah. The chunky dude. Was that the FBI agent? That's why he looked familiar. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy who That's talks. He's the guy that talks to him out. from uh, Delaware. I think, <clears throat> I think he's located. He's talking to Big Pussy. Yeah, he's talking to Big Pussy. Yeah. yeah. He's the guy that's. He's the, yeah, the skull puss. He's the I FBI agent kiss. that's talking to him. I he's got that lisp. He's got that lisp. Yeah. Well, do what you need to yeah. do with Tony, the, and you need to keep that fucking wire on you. That's for sure. Yeah, that's that guy. It's just such a bizarre moment where, I guess, because Landis talks about how they're doing anybody this. didn't want to be comedic in this movie. They they're, have that, su- that supreme, uh, <laughs> that weird dance number at the beginning. It's it like, is. What is this? And it keeps and going. they get brutally murdered. That's yeah. the part of this movie. <laughs> and then they get brutally murdered. <laughs> And that's what makes it works for me, Sick. because it's it's you have the seriousness with Axel and his boss going like we don't need to call in SWAT, spraying bullets everywhere. Let's keep yeah. this straight. There's it's a bunch of mechanics. They don't have guns. <clears throat> Cut to two mechanics oh, doing way, a Diana Ross um, f- like three quarters of the song, and they're doing and the guy one guy yeah, starts like doing the running man thing, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And it stops, <clears throat> and then it, it's interrupted by. Um, what is that guy's fucking name? I cannot find him here. Um, oh, I looked up the first one. That's why. No, it was. Uh, uh, um, I, I don't know his real name. I don't remember. He's a character actor. He's been a bunch of. He stuff. is, but why am I blinking? I wonder if he's dead. No, he's not. Um, his name is. Holy shit! Why is this so hard to find? It's 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 all out of order here on IMDb. Hold on. Anyway, he shows up, and there's, like, a deal there with the money, and then he's like, yeah, give him the money. And you had the security guards who were there the whole time, who I really love that first guy. And he just sh- they, they kill all, everyone. Yeah. They go out of their way to kill everyone at that shop shop. But then Axel right, shows yeah, exactly. up, and you have, like, the comedy of errors thing where the, the partners show up, and they run in there, and they trip over the dead body, and they're getting shot at. And it's like, that comedy doesn't yeah, that work was for so me. Weird. That comedy does not play there. Yeah. They needed to do that scene. And, and the, they get. Sh- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say. They- no, I was going to say. The one thing we're forgetting is. <laughs> I- I'm done. Oh, go. I think we're off. On the- we are, but you go. No, I think our timing was off because of the lag. Um, one thing I noticed, though, the- and watch this movie again. Axel hides behind a wooden bench to stop bullets. He does. That doesn't work that way. He does that multiple times in this movie. He hides behind things which would be blown away by a bullet. They're also... And they all... Like, he gets... It's bad. <laughs> it's just so bad. They're also ducking behind a car with their heads like on the window. Yeah. And they're like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, dude, your fucking head is exposed. Bullets... Yeah, bullets go through cars. Like it, it's, that's how that works. Yeah, it it's not like it stops. It goes through it completely. Maybe it'll stop in the engine block, but I don't think so. 
Well, the only guys big guns with big calibers. And the only guys that use the engine block to stop it, it definitely uh, an engine block would stop a bullet, hundred percent. But the only guys that are smart enough are those two idiots who arrive late and throw themselves over the wood, over the hood, uh, Starskin Hutch style, for no reason. Even though it's quicker to oh, just yeah. go around the front of the car. Um, and luckily, the special effects provide a little uh, time for that guy to get over the hood. If you watch that scene again, I've seen this movie ten thousand times, by the way. Right. So you see, like <laughs> he starts jumping over, and then it's like. All, all around him and it's like come on you're dead but right the, you only hide behind the door so that they don't see your head and aim at it it won't stop the random gunfire from going through the doors and shooting you like that's a momentary and they're like hiding out there like having a conversation like what do we do well let's go in there in a minute and i'll see how they're doing it's like gunshots going off and it's like I get the suspension of disbelief, but come on. But it's, in a, it's a comedy movie. It doesn't really fucking matter. It's... What I was trying yeah, to get... Yeah, I mean, but again... Uh, what I was trying to get to it earlier... Comedy, sorry, but it's got those... Uh, sorry, we're yeah. talking over, but let me just go... Um, what I was saying was I wanted to, as soon as we end that Diana Ross in the Supreme song, to just be serious for the rest of that scene. For just the rest of that scene, only... But they have those stupid jokes where they fall over the bodies, and there's just a in the car crat and falls off like the Blues Brothers, the end of Blues Brothers, and it's just right. Yeah, I wish they played the rest of at least that sequence until he gets to to Beverly Hills. I wish they played that serious. Would have added some weight and some gravity mm-hmm. to it, but that's my only real complaint with the opening in the movie. Yeah. That's it. I'd agree. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's not much. Like, this movie moves pretty quickly. It does. Because it's only about an hour and 38 minutes. It's not that long. Hour 44. It, it ends up being about it ends up being about counterfeiting. Yeah. Like, that's why I think this is like three scripts in one. Because that's an odd choice for, oh, Axel Foley, Beverly Hills Cop 3, counterfeiters. Oh? Like that? That's what you're dealing with? Is it the Get fr- out of the amusement park. Yeah. This is the... The only movie actually ever take place at an amusement park and utilize the amusement park attractions, which is really bizarre and funny, because it's like a it's like a time capsule, because those rides are all gone now. They they don't, they don't exist anymore. In fact, that whole park is closing down this year. They they're going to tear it all down. California Adventure. It's Santa Clara. It's uh, Paramount's Great America. Oh, really? In Santa okay. Clara. And so they're going to they're, just close down this past year because it's been doing piss poor for years. And now it's finally Damn done. It. We should go there and recreate some down. scenes. Wonderful Wally World happiness. Turn off that fucking song. Did you do the shovel? Hector Ellis. Hector's great in this movie. Yeah. Turn off that fucking song. He's the one guy you think does uh, helps Axel at the end. He saves the day. He does, kind of. Well, not really, because Axel kills the guy. Axel shoots him. He's just there. He he shoots uh, not Peter, the uh, not not RoboCop, not Peter Weller, Weller, not the guy that was thinner, (laughs) but someone in between. It's it. I've always considered him not Peter Weller, and that's it. I don't know his name. I'm sure he has one. And the word not is not in it, but I, I will never know. Yeah. He just looks like Peter Weller, but not him. Yeah. He does get shot up like the opening Robocop, though. Yes. Okay. Uh, since we're so delayed and we're having some issues uh, not talking over each other, let's just get through some of the things we love about the movie. We won't go into the deep, deep dive in the plot. Um, I would recommend this movie. Check this movie out now that we're 49 minutes into this podcast, but it's a, it's a, it's not a great movie. If you're going into this going, I love the first one, the, the, the coffee grounds, they had the drugs and blah, blah, blah. No, you're not going to be going. This is, it is a fun movie and that is it. That's it. My friends, that's all you're going to get. It's well, silliness it's, at a park. And that the park is what makes this movie, if you ask me. That's what... He's going behind well, the hope, scenes. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, that whole sequence where he saves those kids that sh- would have been dead 20 minutes into that rescue yeah. attempt. He takes forever to get and there. And they blame him. They would have been dead within 20 seconds of that of that uh, malfunction. It was hilarious. Yeah. They're just hanging in. Oh! And then he gets them to get on the rope with him and go all the way down. He's got enough rope magically on that ride. There's a there's a there's elven rope in the uh, <laughs> canopy above the ride, and he's well, able to come down and save these two kids. It's just so goofy. To be fair, he, he had to bump George Lucas for it. To be fair, when he lands, the children turn into little muppets. Yeah, I've seen this movie enough where every time I spot the. the the, the clearly like cotton kids. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I want to pull that up. Let me see if I can That's find hilarious. it. Hilarious. Tell me what. Uh, tell me There's something like, else about the movie that you loved or didn't love, and uh, I'll pull up the movie in the meantime. Oh no, it's, just, it's such a it's a weird yes. hodgepodge of like action and comedy, and it's just like. There's like this Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave. Like he's obsessed with Uncle Dave. Why is he obsessed with Uncle Dave? Wally World. World. It comes out of nowhere. It has no. I mean, it's like what? Who's it? who's Uncle Dave? Like, where'd that come from? He's like Walt Disney, you know, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And you got the statue at the park. Um, it's very. It's comparable of. It's it's Walt Disney. Yeah, but it's, he's living. Yeah. But right, he survives though. It seems like he's, he's never he's heard of Wally World until he gets there, and then he's just obsessed with Uncle Dave. That is a, definitely something I notice every time I watch it. Oh, I wouldn't be. Yeah, maybe that's. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe that's the choice. <laughs> that's, that's a. That's definitely Eddie's an act, choice. An actor's choice, but it's just so funny though. It's such a time capsule that era because you get to see all the rides from Universal Studios Hollywood, the Earthquake Ride with the Cylons from Bowser Galactica, which is stupid. Oh, the Alien Invasion. Oh, and Axel High Spy. Axel High. Yeah, Alien Attack or Alien Invasion. Um, Axel hides behind these plastic figures as he gets shot with machine gun bullets, and he turns, he go, comes out of it and shoots him and kills the guy. It is literally the most inept security force ever because they can't shoot, um, they can't shoot Axel. The only guy that manages to shoot him in the leg is the main bad guy at the end of the movie, and he still misses. He's literally like this close, they're this close to each other, and Axel blows away the machine gun, and he manages to get him in the leg. The bad guy shoots Axel in the leg, and it's it. I love it. He goes, he it's has a machine so gun. He goes, ah, yeah. It's one of those movies I can play in my head. I've seen so many times. Okay, here's my. We've already established this character's name is Todd. It's the, he said his name six times so far through the movie. Here's the widow. Try again. Here we go. Okay. He's going to tell him his real last lines, which I believe, if I can state correctly, is, are you on a coffee break, Axel? Go get that son of a bitch. Yeah. I believe I have that exactly right. Because I've seen this. Yes, you do. I've seen this a lot. (laughs) And I will stand by this fucking movie. There's a reason I added it to the HID list. Yes. I love this fucking movie. I give this, if I could be honest, I'll give it a 10, but I'm going to give it a 7. Out of fairness, because it is not a great movie, but I love it. Right, yeah. But let's hear the let's hear the widow of Todd describe when Eddie Murphy tells her the truth about his last words. Actually, his last words were, "Axel, are you on a coffee break? Go and get that son of a bitch." Those were his last words. That sounds like my Douglas. Who the fuck is Douglas? That's his first name. Is his name Douglas Todd? Todd I, Douglas? It might be. I think it's... I think that they said Captain Douglas Todd. I'd have to rewind, and, and you could be right, and maybe that's something I've never noticed, because I'm more paying attention to... No, they don't They don't play anything for the intro. It just cuts to the Amazing Grace. Huh. Hold on. Right, yeah, exactly. So it, that's it, weird. It could, hold on. Okay, here's the beginning of the funeral. I'll play the audio. Zing, no, just cuts to Amazing Grace. Yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. bothered me it, that it, she it, says that. Pro- and I'm like, who the fuck is Douglas? Your husband's name is Todd. It it, it could be Detective Todd, like you said. But for the life of me, it's been twenty. 
seven, no, th- 29 years, 39 years. Holy shit. How long ago was 1994? Uh, oh, four, uh, 14, tw- okay, 29 years. 29 years, yeah. I've been watching this movie like once every two and a half years, I'd say, and an average. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I've never been able to figure out what the fuck she's talking about. But I always love that lady lies. She tries to, he tries to comfort her. His last words were about you and how much he loves right, you. Right, yeah. That does not sound like my husband. <laughs> Actually, his last word. <laughs> you don't get that son of a bitch. That sounds like my Douglas. Who the fuck is Douglas? Yeah. Ah. What you talking about, bitch? <laughs> Who? Yeah. It's. I. I love the setting of the movie because if it wasn't at Wally World, and all the like him running behind the scenes of the theme park and all of those scenes, those really make up the nuts and bolts of the movie for me. When he right, keeps going yeah. in there, he has to do one scene where he does the okie dokie elephant. A little, those little chunky kids. Dude, the okie dokie shuffle. Oh. And he has to fake his way in there. And he punches, yeah. he throws it one kid in the fountain. Yeah. I love those scenes. It's just, it's fun. It's cruel. And it's, it's just, I love watching it. And he goes in there and he's like, he, he, he picks up on a cue from some other character dressed as the, as the okie dokie elephant. And he's like, hey, Todd, say hello to your wife, Martha, or whatever, whatever the names are. And he does the exact same thing that when he runs in the next one. And he's like, oh, I will, definitely. And it's, it plays perfectly. It's a nice setup. Yeah. Well, it was directed by Landis, so I think he had a good idea of setup and payoff. Yeah. Because uh, they set up the surge. The Annihilator 2000 is all set yeah. up in such a kind of funny way. The Annihilator 2000. He can't, he can't get a weapon. <laughs> the Annihilator 2000. With a CD player and a microwave. An actual oh, yeah. microwave oven for the man on the a go. A compact disc player. Uh, <laughs> it's a woman in a, in a <laughs> string bikini because it's 1994. Yeah, oh, that's pretty good. But he throws the thing over the fence and then goes in there unarmed so that he can save the one girl who's right. Who's yeah. fine, fine as hell. I'll say that. She is. Yeah, no, she's a beautiful she woman. I can't remember who that is. I'll I don't, my head, though. don't know her name. Beautiful as hell. Had a crush on her since 1994. Couldn't tell you her name. No, I couldn't either. Yeah. Um, I think it's... It's not Hall. It's not even listed here. Let's find out. It has to be out there. What's her name? I don't even know her name. I don't even remember her name from the movie. Hattie Winston? Mrs. Todd? I could have scored... No, that's the one lady we just watched. No. Hector Elizondo's great in this movie. Uh, Judge Reinhold. Janice? Teresa Randall? That's her? Janice, what? Teresa Randall. She's in Bad Boys. She plays Marcus's oh, yeah. uh, sister, her wife. That's yeah, wife. right. Sorry. Yeah. She's in Spawn, Malcolm X, Bad Boys 2. Yeah, I know. that's mostly where I know her from is that movie, because I've seen that movie probably, I've seen that movie more than Beverly Hills Cop 3. But I think that's an actually great movie. This is not a great movie that needs to be watched more, which is why we're talking about it here on Hollywood is Dead. Yeah. Um, well, because I think everyone's forgotten about it. And they yeah. Say, oh, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop 1, 2, and the show. That pilot that everyone, no one ever watched. They seem to forget 3 altogether. 3 is just a fun, stupid movie, and if you let go of the fact that it's not supposed to be taken seriously... Watch it for what it is. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's a violent version of like a European vacation. That's more what I consider this movie. Yeah, as. it's pretty violent. It is violent yeah, as it's shit. Pretty violent. It's, when he kills yeah. the bad guy, and especially the FBI guy, shoot you know, the CIA, you know, the Internal Affairs guy, blows like Peter Weller. It's like the opening of uh, RoboCop gets blown to pieces. One of the bullets goes through and hits Hector Elizondo in the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. But then when uh, Judge Reinhold shows up at the park, and they keep going back and forth, like, both him and Hector Elizondo are like, you hear, like, in the background, we're getting reports of a 1055 at a, a Wonder World. And it's like, Axel! And they yeah. the freak out, and they go there because they trust him. He's doing the right thing. Even though, honestly, they should stop trusting him because all they've done is risk their own careers for him. But they go there, and Judge Reinhold... 
gets blown away by some guy <laughs> with a with a machine gun and shoots him against the wall and he's just, does a little roll over and shoots him but he shows up later and he's like his arms down and he's all and they're laughing at him it's a if you're fun of if you're a fan of action movies and you like silly action and the consequences don't necessarily mean it is a little cartoony I'll say that it's cartoony violence, but it is good spirited. It does. It's not cartoony like in the way that like all these people get crushed by stuff. The one guy gets crushed in the alien invasion ride. It's not overly violent. It's not overly offensive. It's just a fun movie that doesn't take itself seriously. I can't tell you what the lesson of the movie is. There's nothing really to learn here. It's just a turn your mind off watch the movie and, and move on with your day that's it with that being said I'm picking Near Dark for our next episode it's a movie that you're falling asleep it's a movie that you sent me on Blu-ray we will watch that one together it, this will not be a live one I don't think I don't really have plans for this yet I see your mouth moving. I hear nothing. Nothing coming through. I had a yard sale this morning at 5 o'clock, so I'm tired. That's all right. No problem. And I have, an, I have another one tomorrow. $500 day. Woo! Dick, just for my purposes, I'm gonna, we're doing near dark next week. You'll be here in yeah. person. We're going to see each other. And do, a, yep. and do episodes in person. Yes. What do you want to do the week after that, though? I don't know yet. Do you want me to pull up the list so you can pick one? Just for my purposes of creating stuff. Um, yeah, I've pulled the list. What do we got? What's on our list? Um, I'll, re I'll read in reverse order because I got as far as BEV on the <laughs> yes. list and you picked one. Bury us now. Um, here we go. For the new one, Zodiac. Where Dreams May Come, Ooh. Way of the Gun, War of the Roses, True Romance, Throw Mama from the Train, The Third Man, Thinner, Stir of Echoes, Sphere, The Siege, Serial Mom, Scream, Payback, Out of Sight, Once Upon a Time in the West, New York, New York, Natural Born Killers, Narc, Moon, Maverick, Last Action Hero, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I'm Gonna Get You Sucka, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Ghost in the Machine, Frailty, Fifth Element, Double Indemnity and Sunset Boulevard, Dirty Work, Death Becomes Her, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Clue, Cable Guy, The Burbs, Arrival, with, you know, the 96 one, yeah. Airheads, 30 Days a Night, 25th Hour, and 12 Monkeys. I also added 48 hours to that list. Hmm. I was thinking maybe... Or something you want to add. With, let's go with the Z. Zodiac. 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 Let's okay. go at the end of the list. Zodiac. That's, that's a good watch. Oh, I spot down Blu-ray. So thank you for letting me read the full list of 50 movies before you chose the first one I read. Okay. Exactly. I wanted to hear all of them. Zodiac was the only I remembered. The week after that, we'll do. This is the last week of, of March. We'll do M Night movies. Yeah, that'd be good. Ooh, I'm not looking forward to talking I, about half of those movies. I've been watching them. Can, yeah, I'm kind been. of going back and forth between M Night and Coen Brothers. Yeah, I'm catching up on both right now. I have four more M Night movies to rewatch. I don't know if I'll watch them again. Because, like, I don't need to watch After Earth again. Do I need really? I'm only going to get it out of no. the second time. But I mean, Coen Brothers I'm more concerned either. with. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I like uh, have more enjoyment watching the Coen Brothers movies more than I would M. Night Shyamalan. But we, but we can do M. Night first and then get to Because uh, I, I right. want to rewatch the Coen Brothers first. M. Night, yeah. I don't need to rewatch them all because they're so simple. Yeah, I will say this: uh, the the Coen Brothers movies I didn't like that much the first time. Second time, I'm seeing some benefits. 
Oh, sure, yeah. Because I watched Burn After Reading, oh. and I'm like, I like this a lot more. I don't love it, but I'm appreciating yeah. a lot of a little subtle things I didn't catch up because I was fucking 22 or 25, however the fuck old I was when that movie came out, and appreciating it more. Yeah. I started watching The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's good. I liked it. It's different. No! You hate it. What the fuck is happening? I've only watched the first story where you were. Yeah, it's just, that's all it is. It's, it's segments. It's all. I it know, is. but I'm like, what the fuck is happening? He's like singing and he's an angel flying up to heaven. I'm like, fucking stop it, Coen Brothers. Write a well, goddamn the, story instead of just interesting characters. Well, that's the thing. I think the, the rest of them get a little bit better than that one. That one's more of the goofy. It's got to be, him, right? That's yeah. not how you doing. That's not, I got shot in the head. I, I, I should have seen that coming. But it, go, it fades away, and you see the book opening for chapter two, and it cuts up on, it fades up on James Franco's face, and I go, nope, turn it off. I went, right, to, I went yeah. to sleep. Mm. Anyway, that, those are the plans of the future. Sounds good. Seven. I, I give this movie a seven. Uh, I, I would agree. I, I'd say I'll go more. I'm gonna go more on the on the lower end, make it a six. Okay. Because I, I I do enjoy it. Seven is more or less respectable, successful. Six is like fun, schlocky, but not offensive. See, I go, I I agree with exactly what you just said, but I do yeah. think I I respect this movie because I personally love it. Like I I think it's a I I agree with everything you just said about schlocky and and offensive, but then I go. I've seen this movie 30 to 40 plus, maybe even plus times. And I never grow tired of it. I love the JJJJJC. What's that? I, I, wow. I laugh every fucking time. It, it never gets old. And I can watch this movie. I honestly could watch this movie like once a month to be fine. I just, yeah. I'll catch something new in the background. I just. Oh, I don't it? doubt that. Yeah. I think, yeah. This is one of those movies. For that, yeah. Yeah, just the cameos. It, it might be my fine. it might be my second favorite John Landis movie after an American Werewolf. It really might wow. be. <laughs> like, wow, it's sad to say, but it and honestly might be. Well, yeah, that's crazy. No, it's true. I think I think it is. I'll, I'll say hilarious. that. On, I'll say that on that's record. That's pretty funny. Well, Twilight Zone. Until next time. Twi- oh. oh, sorry. <laughs> People, people I'm died. Out, people done. died for that. Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Dig, dig it. Where's the piece of Vic Morrow? See you later, Vic Morrow, and uh, all the people from Near Dark. That'll be our next episode. Bye bye. Right.